what's going on? Outsource King! What's happening? It is Christmas Eve 2018. Currently driving. Seatbelt on. Glasses on. Pay attention to the road. Do not worry about me. Please. Think about yourself. And uh, wanted to do uh, the very first podcast of Outsource Kings. Figured I'd be the first guest of my own show. Uh, wanted to go over some topics, uh, some things that I hear a lot from clients that I consult for, clients that hire me, questions people message me, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, asking about how to outsource uh, and starting from the beginning. And um, obviously my business is centered around outsourcing. But giving value, I think, is the, the biggest thing because there's so much stuff that we help clients with data entry. Uh, primarily, we started with telemarketing, uh, cold calling primarily for clients for the appointments and selling the appointments, uh, carving our early days and, uh, you know, figuring shit out as I went along. I was just doing the math and... Uh, June, the end of June, I started, I had a friend, we uh, went to a conference together, and he saw it firsthand how much time consuming I was spending building this, and, uh, you know, you obviously outsource tasks, and this is, uh, stories are the best way for me to describe what and why people hire me, because I learned from my hand first, firsthand how to do what I do, and um, now people hire me because of that because they don't want to spend the time building the team. They just want someone to do it for them, and they want to outsource it, and they want to make sure things get done. So with the early days, uh, I had a friend uh, who drove me to a conference in Orlando. I live in Tampa, and about a two-hour drive uh, with traffic, and uh, I had so much work I had to do with managing this team, making things sure things were getting done. It was a Friday, so it was payroll, and, uh, you know, going over the hours of the work week, everything, you know, making sure everything was done. And um, so I had to have her drive my car so I could work. Uh, that's how much time intense it is in the beginning to build this team. Some of the things that you're going to first realize right away is that dream person that you talk to that promises you the world may never even show up for the shift. So you might, like, like go all in the first person you ever speak to, and then once it t- comes time for the shift to begin, that person never even shows up. They, they sold you, they sold you a, 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 a fake present, what is it, they sold you a bow or whatever they say. And, um, you know, I mean, we see through that. It happens still. Um, I don't understand why it happens. I stopped trying to ask why and uh, more focused on what I can do. Uh, solve the problem, and a lot of people I've spoken to, um, I'm going to try to hold off on dropping names on this first podcast and just focus on the details, and uh, a lot of people I've spoken to, um, you know, big-time consultant coaches, whatever that I've talked to, would say, you know, the service you're providing, a lot of people that have outsourced, myself included, realize the value because, you know, outsourcing is not for everyone. A lot of people get a bad experience. Oh, it didn't work out. Oh, this country produces bad people. This country produces this, or this country is better for that. And uh, if you can facilitate it, 
you know, you know, you can basically sign your own contract. And um, so when I heard that, obviously, you know, I thought, pum, pum, ka-ching, ka-ching, and uh, instantly thought wealth. And uh, so, like I said, uh, June, right at the very end, uh, 2018, was, you know, full-on mode of call center build-out I had for myself, my insurance agency. Uh, it was great. Producing annuities, producing Medicare appointments, Medicare supplement, Medicare Advantage, uh, and um, it's great. And but I wanted I wanted to just take it a step further and see how I could help businesses. So July and August and beginning of September, probably the most I've probably ever worked in my life. And I was just doing the math, especially for July and August, and uh, over a thousand hours worked uh, between those two months. And uh, you know. You know, I'm outsourcing freaking king, you know? Spending all this time outsourcing, and I'm doing all this work still. And uh, some of the things I developed and learned how to build a team and to motivate the team. And uh, there is a book called Extreme Ownership that uh, one of my coaches uh, and I were talking about. And uh, as leaders, and if you're the leader of the team, and I'm the king, which means that, you know, people come to me for advice and wisdom, especially my team on how to do things. Uh, we focus a lot on, like, you know, everything from translation, how to say words, and anything we, we're, we're focused on to better perfect. But when they come to you, are you going to take ownership and leadership when things don't go the way they should? Or are you going to blame everyone and everything? Oh, these are bad clients. These are bad leads. We're calling it bad territory. Uh oh, this is bad, you know, country, this and that, you know, all kinds of things to avoid responsibility for what actually should be your role. And uh, when you outsource, what I've discovered is, is I need to understand first what I'm having someone else do. And so that was something that, um, you know, I first had to understand, make cold calls myself, uh, did it for healthcare open enrollment, sucked, 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 sucked. Uh, I am, I love to talk on the phone. Uh, but making sales on a cold call, I do not love doing. Have I done it? Yes. Have I made sales? Yes. Have I closed deals? Yes. I mean, am I this big, bad, badass, you know, closer for the cold caller? No. I know I know, I know myself. I know where I shine. Put me on in front of a camera, I'm going to get you to watch. I'm going to entertain you. I love to be on front of a camera. I love to be in front of it. I like to talk. I like to talk to people. I like to hear about their stories. Uh, I love to attract attention. And um, so hopefully that's why you're listening. Maybe you're listening uh, for more knowledge, and I'm going to give you a ton. I'm going to try to space it out as I go, just teach more and more things as I go. This is probably this little infancy phase, and a year from now it may have one view. It might have 100 views. It might have no views. It might have 1,000 views. I don't care, but I know that if I get my thoughts out, that if someone listens, if someone gains one thing, Hire me or not hire me, and it teaches you to provide value to your clients and your business, then I know it's a win. That's all that matters to me. And because um, I know it's going to make you more money and it's going to be able to allow you to afford to help either your family or yourself more and also provide more value in your life. So, anyways, uh, beginning the team and learning that you can't do it yourself. Uh, put in someone in place. I call them executive assistants. Other people call them VAs. VA is just thrown around so loosely. Uh, virtual assistant for us is people just uh, doing the tasks that are what we call 
NV, non-voice test. So right off the bat, uh, on my side, uh, it's not as high of a paying job because they're not using their voice. Uh, they're not interacting with my clients. They're not speaking on the phone with me. I might have to translate what they're saying. They might do amazing work, which is great. It's phenomenal. But at the moment that I have to start translating stuff and I can't call them, uh, it, it may just fall lower on the rung of what the task may be. Or it might, it might fall on a task that later on will do. have got a T-shirt designer doesn't speak any English, and um, that's great. Um, I give him an idea of design in English. He translates it, and then he, he sends us something back with what the image should look like. So if you're listening today, right before Christmas, yeah, we got T-shirts coming out as well. And um, so uh, the MB tasks and having a person in place to manage your team is huge. Uh, having a person in place makes sure things go well. Uh, first and foremost, pay your people well and uh, continue to pay them well based upon performance. And as you grow, they should be growing with you. Uh, you know, what do they say? Um, not what do they say, but, you know, in the military, when you perform well, uh, I believe they take a test before they can advance the rank. And I even believe if they don't pass that test, that eventually they'll get discharged. If I'm, if I'm incorrect, I uh, apologize, uh, but that's, that's my understanding, that you have X amount of years to pass a certain test for the next rank advancement. So you can't stay where you're at. If you stay where you're at, you will get left in the past. Um, you know, I know a lot of people talk about social media platforms like, you know, MySpace not involving or this thing not involving. If you stay where you're at, you're going to get left in the past. That's why it's like, you know, we get it. Certain things that we do may not work six months, a year from now. And we're always evolving. So the people that work for me, uh, we always are um, speaking about what we can do better, what we can work on, what we can improve upon. And I reward people that work hard. What I don't work, what I don't reward is people that expect you know this or that kind of bonus. People that ask for bonuses, trust me, they will ask for it, and um, just think they deserve it. Very interesting, you know. You outsource and you think that like you're paying a low amount, but you still get you know lazy people. People are going to be people, you know, and that's just the way it is. So that being said. You want to have a team in place. You want to have an executive assistant that manages your team. Uh, our team consists of graphic, data entry, telemarketers, appointment setters, whatever you want to call them, virtual assistants to answer chat questions, email questions. And uh, right now, I like to keep it between about five to ten on my team right now. That's just me personally. Uh, I have been on the, um, the higher side before, uh, a little bit harder to maintain. Uh, I was very much more relaxed, and uh, just to be completely transparent, uh, I freaking got burned to the ground, and it freaking hurt. And uh, I wish I would have focused more uh, on making my foundation out of cement and not sand. If you get that reference, then, yep, I'm one of you as well. So, you know, we want to make sure that our fine foundation is not made out of sand and it's made out of cement. Uh, I do not want to go anywhere, I'm not going anywhere, and I don't want my business going anywhere, so I want to make sure the people we put in place, first off, want to be here. If they don't want to be here and it's just a job that they're punching the clock for, here's what they're going to be doing. They're applying for other jobs. 100% they're applying for other jobs. 
they are probably going to steal time and apply for jobs while they work for you. They might be working two jobs while they work for you. Uh, more than likely, if you're new, you're not going to catch it. Trust me, you're not. And if you do, I mean, they just suck at trying to hide it. And um, Or they're going to leave you when you need them the most, you know, which is, you know, I'm looking for another job, and then all of a sudden it could be a big uh, client that you start work on, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, the whole team doesn't show up because they decided to, you know, all look for another job. And um, But that being said, a lot of people are very loyal. If you treat people right, you're not an asshole, you know, you're not like, you know, just anything, you know, whatever it may be. If you treat them right, they're going to want to work for you for life. Loyalty is very huge for our people from where we recruit from. And um, going to keep specific websites, specific countries, and whatnot off the map. Uh, obviously, we follow my stuff, you know, where I hire from and I, where I give back toys to and books to. And, um, you know, so first and foremost, we do an interview. And now I actually have people that interview for me. It's kind of cool. And so I take myself out of the interview role. Uh, for some positions, and they get to bring on people they may know or people that basically they're vouching for that are going to work out, and then we track the performance. So anyways, uh, but in the early days, we would listen to uh, the calls, and on the calls, first and foremost, I would listen to is their English performance. And um, see how they sound. Because these people are going to be your, you know, phone people. They may be the people that your clients talk to first at some point, depending on how you want to scale up. And um, we ask them questions that you could not prepare for. One of the biggest things people do is they prepare for an interview. It's actually, um, you know, like when I first heard it, I thought it was like sounded so crazy. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what, even here in America, that's what we do. We prepare for an interview. You know, where here's our resume. And in college, I did this. And, um, you know, obviously I have my opinions, but my biggest opinion is like, you know, what have you done outside of the work world and uh, can you perform this task? You know, anyone can tell you everything and anything, but, you know, can you actually perform this task can be the biggest thing? Can you talk to people normally? You know, and um, so anyways, uh, we'll find out that they study for interviews. Uh, I asked them who their favorite American movie actor is on the spot. Some people freeze. If they freeze, I don't give them a second chance. I just move on uh, because I know they're uh, studying for an interview. Uh, obviously, I'm not, like, hanging up after one second, but if they, like, literally do not know what to do next, I hang up and move on, wasting my time, and, um, you know, maybe someone else wants to hire them and try them out. So, that being said, uh, move on quickly. Uh, you know, if someone doesn't know how to do the task, don't hire them. Um, that was something that, you know, we wanted to be, I wanted to be nice because I'm paying such a low amount of money. I want to be nice. It's not even the money that bothers me the most about it when I'm being, uh, like, hiring someone. It's the time. And anyone that's hired us has hired us not because of, uh, uh, whatever it may be, it's because of their time. Not because of the money or the cost. It's because of the time. They know the value of saving their time and that we're, we're bringing them the value of saving their time. I've probably repeated that like five times now. And I just said it again. I said time again. So, 
basically people do not want to do this stuff themselves, and they get it that um, training someone sucks. Building a call center sucks is what their mind's telling them. We've done it. We've seen the angles of what it takes. We have the software for what it takes, and we get what goes into it. Like, <laughs> like we've been there. Like I said, 1,000 hours in July and August. Ridiculous. And, um, uh, you know, I couldn't even be wrong with that math, but, no, we were doing uh, 21 hours a day. Un- unreal, unreal. And, um... I would stay awake interviewing people until 5 o'clock in the morning. And 8 o'clock, my uh, executive assistant would log in, and she would run the team meeting from 8 to 9. I would check in on that meeting, catch maybe like a 15-minute nap, monitor the calls, make sure things are going well, and, uh, you know, then find something else to do around the, and install. Oh, I was still running insurance funds. Yeah, it's so funny how quickly I forget that I was still running insurance appointments and selling life insurance and Medicare uh, in different areas. So, anyways, the importance of a team, the importance of you taking ownership of that team, it's huge. The importance of the interview, finding out on the interview right away if this person's going to work out. And uh, you'll know right away if they're going to work out. Ask them if they believe in long-term, you know, and obviously, you know, you want to incentivize them. Uh, a lot of people I've spoken to are like, "Well, James, you know, if you go cheaper, won't that equal uh, won't that equal worse employee?" Not necessarily. Uh, I had probably uh, an amazing executive assistant and team, uh, and I was paying her lower than what uh, I would pay telemarketers at times. And she was still even giving bonuses out of her salary to the telemarketers that probably made more than her at the end of the week. Unreal. And um, the biggest thing I learned from that is uh, I should have rewarded her. I, I should have paid her more. And, um, you know, but we learn. Fail fast, fail often, and learn from your mistakes. And uh, that's been our biggest motto. And I write down my mistakes. Um, fucking, they, 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 um, they hurt. And I learn from them. You especially learn faster when they hurt your pocketbook and your time. Both of them together, you're freaking devastated, especially when you're, you know, running, running close to how many hours we were working. So I want to keep this under a half hour. So, you know, building the team, executive assistance, and the interview questions, uh, you know, you can leave them up to your industry and what you should ask. Uh, have your script ready. Have them work on the script with you. Pay attention to what they're doing. That's probably the biggest thing is you need to pay attention to what they're doing. If you're not paying attention to what they're doing, uh, you have no idea what's going on. You talk with your client, there's going to be confusion and lack of transparency, which is going to lead to uh, lack of trust, which is going to lead to people that might not want to work with you and might not trust what's going on, and they're not going to believe in the program that you sold them on. So make sure that you're paying attention to what is going on, what's being said on the calls, reviewing uh you know, with a script with your agents, and uh, especially for telemarketers. Um, some cool things that I've eliminated from my life have been uh, Microsoft Excel, uh, a lot of uh, video stuff. A lot of, a lot of video stuff uh, I don't do anymore, unless it's like a quick little video that I'm just sending out to people. And um, that's kind of cool, you know, having someone that we outsource to and that I outsource to for myself 
that does the video stuff. Uh, I had people that were outsourcing, put myself into a relationship with my girlfriend on Facebook. Uh, hopefully they don't ban my account from that. If they do, you know, I guess to come get me, I guess, lock me up. Uh, but, you know, we had people that did that for me on my behalf. Uh, so I outsourced my relationship status. And uh, it's kind of funny when you think about it. Some people might be like, oh, my God. It's like, okay, look, I lo- uh, my, man, I, my girlfriend and I are happy. I like her. She likes me. And it's like it's Facebook. You know what I mean? It's a change of a couple clicks. And it's just something to say that I've done. I'm the outsourced king. Why wouldn't I want to do something like that? Um, so, and, uh, you know, just give them back. You know, I kind of, like, think this is, like, my first, well, this is my first podcast, so it's, like, I want to give back also, and I want to give value, but I also want to talk about some of the stuff we're doing, and so one of the things that I started doing was giving back to the country that we're helping, 10% of my profits at the end of the month, during the end of the week, whatever the client might be, we're giving back, and we're buying educational books and toys for the children. Uh, that's phase one. I don't want to get into phase two. I don't want to just start throwing all this stuff of what we're going to start doing. And um, just giving back is huge. Uh, tells my mind, tells the people that work for me that we have enough and that we have so much to give. Uh, we have so much to give through our time and giving and donating to others, and we have so much to give with our money, and there's so much abundance, and there's uh, so many people that can benefit from us helping them. And uh, it's really cool, you know, there, um, I remember the uh, first time I got a picture from one of the kids that we helped, and uh, just like hysterically broke down crying, and realized that my life had so much more worth than I had thought I had. I thought that, you know, I was worthless at the time, that I, I wasn't going to be successful, that I couldn't help other businesses, uh, and the first client came along and bought a product for me, and uh, then we launched a product that was uh, transcriptions of a note from an event I went to in Puerto Rico, and sold it for $5, and uh, very low, uh, you know, price to buy, and then we allowed people to give whatever they wanted to as extra on top of the $5 as extra to the kids. 100% of the money went to the kids. I can guarantee that. And I can show you that if everyone, anyone ever questions me. 100% of the money went to the kids. And um, 100% of the uh, proceeds that from that went to the, the kids as well. And But I wanted to put a uh, price on it so that way you know people gain something. So I wanted to put an actual product behind it on price. I want to put a product and a price people gain, uh, got something in return, rather than just be like, hey, donate to this. You know, how often do we see that online? But still, people want something that's going to benefit them at the end of the day. I don't blame them. So, you know, we, uh, I think we raised somewhere between, I think around like $300. I think we did $300 for that. And uh, we were able to give all of it back to uh, the children. Uh, a lot of people contributed. Like I said, I'm not going to try to get into any specific names because I don't want to leave anyone out because I have a terrible memory. And so a lot of people contributed. It was awesome. And I appreciate everyone that did that. And hopefully the notes they got them out of it. And hopefully they made a bunch of money and, uh, you know, leveled up. So, yeah, the attitude of giving. 
you know, I'm going to probably title this podcast, The Attitude of Gibbon. Hopefully I gave some value on this. Hopefully someone got something out of this. The value of Gibbon and the value of building a team. So uh, Merry Christmas to anyone that's listening around this time. This is Christmas time. This is Christmas Eve. I am uh, driving to my family's house. They're about two hours south from where I live. And uh wanted to do this quick little podcast and uh, send it out, post it, let people know if there's any way I can help. Uh, I will have a phone number that I'll have up with this podcast that you can contact me, uh, ask me any questions at all, uh, really no time frames. As long as if I'm available, uh, I'll take your call and uh, try to answer any questions. I know a lot of people messaged me when I launched uh, what was called at the time Worldwide Telemarketers, and um, a lot of inquiries actually from around the world. It was freaking crazy. You know, people from, like, Dubai that wanted to pay, like, $1,200. I said I wasn't going to mention any countries in there. I, I screwed it up and, uh, and make mistakes. Fail fast, fail often. Uh that wanted to pay me to do stuff for them. And uh, so I'm going to put a phone number attached to this. Uh, it a number you can reach out to me uh, during the next week. And uh, I'll try to answer any questions you have. Uh, better to book an appointment uh, than call. But still, I'm going to do that just because I said it. And uh, feel free to reach out to me. hope everyone has a great, awesome Christmas. Hopefully, uh, 2018 brought them everything that they wanted. Uh, 2019, I'm wishing everyone that I have contact with, whether it's, you know, been one time we spoke or we're, like, best friends, I'm wishing you uh, to crush 2019 for your clients, for your family, for yourself, and uh, your purpose. So, be well, and uh, rock it, friends. King out.